Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 218, and it is titled, Meet Your Personal Wing Woman. All right, so today we have a guest who we'll be introducing in a moment, who is basically uh, like the Will Smith character uh, in Hitch. And we'll explain way more about what we mean by that later on. But if you're a guy and you're listening and you're like, I don't really know anything about style or I don't know what women want or I don't know how to put myself together in a way that would be attractive to them and then of course so much more, you need to listen to this episode because you are going to learn some of those things and you're going to find out how if you don't don't have those skills, you can leverage somebody else to help you with those skills. So as a men's coach, I see this a lot. I can't say that I necessarily see men who come to me and say, I'm looking for this person to help me with this, because I'm not sure that they even know that this exists. But what I do see is that they have no clue (laughs) what it is a woman is actually looking for. You can tell, like... You can tell by the way they dress, you can tell by the way they present themselves and the way they show up that they're, they have no idea what it is a woman actually thinks is attractive. So I know there's a lot of guys out there that need help on, in this area. All right. So before we get started, let's give a big shout out to our sponsors, Power and Mastery. So if you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men, whether you want to have harder erections, last longer, or increase your sexual skills, there is something for you at powerandmastery.com. So I have to say, Celeste, our guest today, Celeste Moore, has a really cool job. I usually think that as a sex coach, we have the coolest job, but I have found somebody who has something just as fascinating. So Celeste Morse is basically a personal image dating consultant for men. Like Kevin said, she's like the female version of Will Smith in The Hitch. She gives them the confidence they need by helping them look and feel better about themselves so they can step out of their comfort zone and into the arms of a compatible partner. So welcome, Celeste, to the Love Life Podcast. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we, we got to start at the beginning, as always, the logical place to start is at the beginning and tell our audience, you know, what is a wing woman and who would need somebody like you? Mm-hmm. So I like to take the phrase a little bit lightly as a wing woman, but I would do pretty much mostly... Um, well, I guess I, I just love to use the, the the movie reference for Hitch because it really does describe a little bit about what I do. But let me tell you a little bit about that. Um, a person that would need my services maybe would be someone that's really struggling to find the partner that they're looking for. Maybe they've been on multiple dates um, and they just keep having the same results. Uh, maybe they have just been 
you know, but they've been married for 15 years. They're newly divorced and they're like, well, what's going on? This is a completely different dating game when I was younger. Right. I mean, we have all these apps and just completely lost in that aspect. Uh, men that maybe have been married to their, uh, possess, excuse me, profession. Um, I just want to use a surgeon as an example, because I've had a client who was, you know, in the hospital for 20 years and forgot how to talk to women. So there's all different avenues of why people come to see me and how I can help them. And I start with their image, their mannerisms. Uh, we figure out where they are and where their goals are in the dating world and what that looks like. And I basically help them achieve their goals. And I think I recall, you can correct me if I'm wrong, from the pre-interview when we spoke, that you're Mm -hmm. not just working with people in the dating industry. Don't you also work with people who are in long-term committed relationships? Maybe they've been married for many years. How how would that work? Like if you're a guy listening and you're like, well, that's not me. I've been married for 20 years, right? There is some work that you can do with those clients as well, correct? Definitely. I do have married clients as well. And a few of the white, the women, their wives have reached out to me and asked for my help. You know, can we get that spark back? My husband has lost all sense of style, <laughs> you know, um, help him get his sexy back. And we start, we start with him himself on how to regroom himself. Maybe he's aged over time and doesn't know how to look at himself in the mirror anymore and have that confidence um, and let alone dating his wife. Where, where has that been? You know, everybody gets lost in, in work and children and other things in life and they forget about the importance of dating their wife again. So, yeah. yeah. And this, that's such a great point because it's something that Selena and I talk about a lot, which is that just because you've been married for a long time doesn't mean the dating ever really stops, right? And that's part of the problem, right? Is people get complacent and they just get in the routines, especially if they spent, you know, 20 years raising kids or whatever it is, and they forgot what it was like to actually date this person. They, they become more, you know, uh, people who basically are just cohabitating or business partners or whatever, and they kind of lose that part. And so, you know, we do definitely some of that work, although we focus more on the sexuality piece. But mm-hmm. And on it, the energy parts. Yeah, but it's really cool that somebody can be like, hey, um, how about you view your relationship from, from the point of view of you're still dating, yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> even 20 years later. <laughs> so I'm having this image in my head. So there's a lot of things that are coming up. But do you literally go through somebody's closet and be like, Toss, keep, maybe, you know, like do piles. Do you tell them which colors look good? Are we just looking at the physical appearance? Then do we go into the mental, you know? And then um, what about styles? Because I personally find that skinny jeans on guys suck. It's not sexy. (laughs) It's just not sexy. I'm sorry. A a real man is not going to wear skinny jeans with cowboy boots. 
The skinny no. jeans just doesn't cut it. Doesn't mean wanna, <laughs> I, I don't want to have sex with a skinny jean guy. Just That's for the it. record, I am not wearing any skinny jeans. No. <laughs> you have cowboy boots. I do have cowboy boots with so, boot-cut jeans. <laughs> so it's not just about what's in fashion either, right? So that's kind Correct. of why I was asking you all of this question. I know I threw a lot at you there. Yeah, yeah. So we really start with, it's, it's really a thorough uh, process. We really sit down with you and talk about who you are as a person. I really don't want to take away someone's authentic self, but I just want to elevate it. I want them to know that there's other ways to make them elevated, bring out their confidence, bring out. So yes, we do um, a color analysis is first. Everybody um, based on their skin type, their hair color, their eye color, have certain colors that look best on them. So without trying, without doing anything, it's just going to highlight your features, going to bring out your eyes. It's really going to focus uh, on on somebody, on somebody's face. And that's what we're really looking for, right? When we're dating, we want to pay attention to that person and what's what they're saying and hopefully retaining some of that information. Um, and then, yes, we do go based on their goals through their closet. It's let's get rid of this. Let's create capsules. Let's show you how to make multiple, you know, outfits out of a few pieces. Um, and then we can personal shop, go through and see what's needed to fill in those, those blanks. And really it is not just about the outer appearance. It is a lot of nonverbal verbal communication as well. So body language, that's huge in the dating world, right? If, a woman is saying, mm-hmm, everything's great, but her arms are closed mm-hmm. off and her legs are closed off. It's like, no, listen to the body. Look at the body. What is that saying to you? You don't want those legs closed off. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> um, and so we work with that. And um, then we really sit down and figure out what has been going on in their dating world, right? What is happening what are the things that we need to work on? And I coach them one-on-one through that. But I also do mock dates. So we we go through a process of having a date. He would go and make the plans just like if it was going to be a normal date. So he I calls take, you and they like takes you out or texts you like the way he would do it. Exactly. So we figure out like maybe there are some steps he's missing. Maybe he just needs practice. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, we kind of go through that whole process of he calls me, texts me, lets me, picks me up. I don't, at this point, he's not picking me up, but <laughs> we're meeting at the place and say it's dinner, just for example. And I am seeing how he's talking to me, if he's pulling the chair out, if, you know, so I'm looking at not just dating etiquette, but dining etiquette. You know, how is he, what is he doing? Does, is he chivalrous? Is, are, is he listening? Is he talking too much? Is he, you know. <laughs> Do you have a so clipboard <laughs> and you really write notes? I don't, it's all in my head. <laughs> yeah, you, you just have to have a good memory because I imagine there are a lot of things to make note of when you go on one of these days. By the way, I want our listeners to really listen. Like she just in passing said, you know, is he pulling the chair, opening the door, like, these things really matter. Well, not only do they really matter, but here's, here's something guys need to understand is that when a guy hires you to do this, he understands that's what you're doing. However, when a guy goes on a regular date, what he doesn't understand is that the date he's on is doing the exact <laughs> same 
thing. She mm-hmm. is looking at everything that he's doing. Did he did he say the right thing? Did he pull the chair out? Did he you know ask me? Did he order without asking? Like all those little details, she's paying attention to. So very much. <laughs> so that mug dating is really cool because it's definitely not something that I think many people offer. So mm-hmm. you have a very unique um, angle there. And then it's really like, you get to see what's going on. You know, oh, in, yeah. a sense, in a sense, it's kind of similar to when I, when I work with clients, those that are open, I literally do masturbation coaching. Mm-hmm. And it's one thing to have them tell me like, oh, how they do it. It's another thing when I get to watch and be like, okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> let's rewind. Take a left, take a right. <laughs> uh, and it feels yes. like it's kind of similar in that way. Yeah. And so we've done something similar in a lot of different ways where, you know, if we're just simply teaching somebody uh, like a couple how to touch each other, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, here, do it now. Yes. Right. And then you watch how they touch each other. And it's like, you tell the guy, okay, now, now gently massage her in the way that she would enjoy. And then they're over there like kneading bread like <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, because they have no idea how to touch, and, and, and r- r- literally right up into like having sex. Like, what what does it look like when you actually have sex, and where can mm-hmm. we find the thing? So, it's a fantastic strategy because one of the things that we notice, and I'm sure you notice the same thing, is that there's often a little bit of a di- a little bit of a difference between what they tell us they're doing and what they're actually doing. So when we can see it. Then it's like, ah, oh, okay. You know, because they'll often present it like, well, yeah, I said this or I did this or I'm really good at that and I'm really paying attention to this, right? And then you watch them and you're like, oh. oh <laughs> I no. mean, yes. That mug date must be nerve wracking for your clients. You know, I really try to just. Like, that's why I don't have a clipboard. This is why I'm not. But yeah, it is. And But it's also an easy way, right, to mess up without me being like, oh, this is it, last mm-hmm. chance. Yeah. Because first impressions really are lasting. And I know, look, we, we meet all different types of people in different situations. But if you're prepared and you feel confident and you're like, okay, I got this, I have enough practice or I have enough, you know, know-how, then... It's better with me to mess up than with them, right? Because you know, from my point of view, as the only guy in the conversation, usually, <laughs> usually we have these types of conversations, and you're the only woman in the conversation. So I'm like, ooh, it's turned around this time. But <laughs> as the only guy in the conversation, I can honestly say, holy shit, I would love to have like all of those things. Just, just like tell me everything I'm fucking up right now. Get it over with, right? That you how much time and money that could potentially save you like yeah it would be nerve-wracking to a point because nobody likes to hear criticism Mm -hmm. of themselves and yet at the same time i'm like give me the damn playbook like (laughs) tell me it just tell me all the stuff to do (laughs) but i also want to make one more comment about something you said way in the beginning of of uh this sort of segment that we're talking about which is that you're this is not about teaching guys how to put on an act or how to pretend. And what Correct. you said was you, you didn't want to change who they are. You just wanted to enhance it. And so I think that's mm-hmm. an important point to bring out because, you know, if you're a guy listening to me, like, oh, and then I got to remember this and then I got to try to be this. and Pick up line 47. Right. Okay. <laughs> it's, not, it's not about pretending to be somebody who you aren't. It's about taking who you are and making you the best version of you that you can be. 
Exactly. And I really try to explain that to guys when they do come to me, because, you know, a lot of my clients don't want to tell anyone I've seen an image consultant and a dating coach. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Like I'm very discreet. I have a lot of those type of clients, but it's also letting them know coming to me, it's okay. I'm not trying to change them. I'm not trying to, I'm just explaining how to be the best version of yourself, how to, what we need to work on to actually get the type of partner you're looking for. It's not always marriage, right? It's Mm -hmm. not always, um, very cookie cutter. So the more authentic somebody is, the more attracted that they're going to attract that person to them. You know, I learned one of these lessons really early on. I don't, I don't even know how old I was, maybe 20 ish, early twenties probably. And, uh, I brought my girlfriend at the time shopping with me and she was like, you know, holding, Oh yeah, this looks really good on your eyes. And this looks, and I learned in that very moment to really never pick out clothes without bringing my <laughs> partner with me because it made all the difference in the world. Now, Celine, you can vouch for me. I'm actually pretty good at picking mm-hmm. out my own clothes, right? I even <laughs> picked out this shirt. But but I really appreciate and I realized early on the value of having somebody. I mean, it helps if it's somebody that uh, you know is a female or is even your partner because then she'll help pick things that she's already attracted to. But right. just having that third, that sort of outside perspective, right? Because it's always hard to see yourself, right? And like there's behaviors we do and things that we do that we don't really see because it's us. But having somebody standing, uh, you know, outside of that and looking back and reflecting on you is always helpful. So I'm going to change a little bit because we know something about you, Celeste, that maybe yes. people don't know about. And um, you actually, in the past, have done some exotic dancing. That's and correct. So you have so many things, you know, from like the uh, the dating stuff, matchmaking, image consultant. I mean, you have a very, you know, well, like... And it's all applicable. That's the point. Is. The point is, is, is if we want to establish your credibility as an expert in this, we want you to describe to people, how did you come to this level of knowledge? I mean, obviously by being a female, you've got some of it right away <laughs> because you know what women like, or at least what you like as a woman. Mm-hmm. But, but even more than that, you've got this background that taught you a lot. So tell us about that. Yeah. So, um, I was in college and I was living in Las Vegas. So <laughs> of all places, um, Exotic dancing, stripping, whatever you want to call it, is very common and natural there. And um, I actually was going through a divorce. And so I was married very young, too young. So I wouldn't recommend that. (laughs) Um, And left kind of like, oh, shit, what am I going to do for money? Like, just kind of. And I had just gone to a strip club with my husband a few times. And it was a very new thing for me. And I had met some girl there that we became acquaintances. And I reached out to her and said, you know, let's let me get a job here. So long story short, I ended up dancing through college. Um, I would say my last two, three years in school. And it really gave me a different perspective on how men... um, think how how they're how they're turned on how you know just that 
just the male species and the the whole sexual attraction and and was very I learned a lot learned a lot about how men think um and based on that how to you know somewhat manipulate and this was in obviously a way to to get money then but <laughs> uh so I graduated college and knew that I wasn't going to go to law school. So I started looking at all my other passions that I love to do and just was natural at and became a certified matchmaker. And then I became a certified image consultant and just kind of started from there. I, I had men and women clientele at the time, but I really kind of was drawn to the men clients because they were just easier. <laughs> I told them what to do and they did it. And the results were great. Um, that was just my experience. And so I've worked in that industry for over 15 years. And now I'm starting the last year and a half to really coach them because there's such a lack of uh, communication with men and women. There's just this lack, there's this disconnect. And if I can help in any way, create that so that they can find their compatible whomever that is in their life, then it makes me feel amazing. So I, I want to go back to the dancing part just a little yeah. bit here because, you know, one of the things you indicated was like, okay, you learned how to turn men on, what they like, what mm -hmm. they don't like, maybe a little bit how to manipulate them. But, but what you also learned from that is you see a lot of men coming in and out night after night at these clubs. Right. And, you know, I, I've known a few dancers in my time. <laughs> you dated one. Yeah, I dated one. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and one of the things they always tell me is like, look, any, any woman who's a dancer will tell you that sometimes they are attracted to clients that come in. I mean, it just, it, it happens, right? I mean, mm -hmm. that's just natural. But the thing is, is that having so many men come and go throughout the course of that work, you start to really see which ones do you like and which ones are you completely repulsed by? And so, mm -hmm. you know, it's the thing is when most people date, especially if they get married young, they've only had a few, you know, partners or a few dates here or there. They haven't really seen that many men. So a lot of times women will say they don't even necessarily know what they like or what they want or what they're attracted to. And they got to kind of go through that process to figure it out. But you kind of sped that process up significantly <laughs> by being in that industry because you started to yeah. learn, oh, the guys that I'm actually attracted to when they come in are the guys that look like this or act like that or say these things or do this thing, right? So you were able to probably, I assume, compile a rather large database of little <laughs> little tidbits of like, oh, yeah, when they come in yeah. and do that, that's really the thing, well, Like right? every girl likes this client. Why, you know? Yeah. Definitely. Uh, that was, that's, that's a great point because yeah, that's where it started for me. I mean, I dated when I was younger and obviously had a uh, very young marriage, a quick, a quick one. Um, but yeah, uh, before that I was naive. I didn't understand the relationships between men and women as much or the, the amount of, um, wow visual visual stimulation men need <laughs> <laughs> we do enjoy the visual stimulation so yes I, you know i don't i don't want to spend too much time like harping on your credentials and stuff but i, I did find it really interesting the mix of stuff right because we already talked mm -hmm. about the dancing thing and the benefits that had 
but then also you were into matchmaking. So when it comes to helping people find the the one or whatever they're looking for, you actually literally did matchmaking for a living. And then on top of that, you also did the image consulting. So I just find it, I I don't know that I've ever met anybody else that had that unique combination (laughs) of background. So I want to hear stories because... Maybe you could, I don't know if you have like a typical guy, Mm -hmm. um, an example of a client you work with um, and kind of maybe like what you did for him, uh, how things shifted and like, what does it look like? Is it like in three days, he's a different man? You know, I know it's not, you know, obviously, (laughs) I know it's a process. We all know that we do coaching, Mm -hmm. but you know, I'm trying to uh, set the the thing. Yeah, no, it's, it's good because uh, some of my clients catch on a lot faster and some take a little bit longer and that's okay too. So there's no right or wrong. Um, but I have a, a, a really, you know, it is a transformation. It is a process just like, like you said, but I had uh, a client that when we first started to go shopping for his wardrobe, he couldn't even look at himself in the mirror trying on an outfit. He was like, okay, if you say it works, whatever. And he was just but he couldn't look at himself. I said, look at yourself. I want you to see what this looks like. If it feels good, if it, you know, what kind of reaction are we having? And that was, it It was very like, whatever you want. And then it was about a year later when we had gone on another trip, shopping trip. And he actually looked at himself. I mean, he wasn't like sitting there for a long time, adoring himself, (laughs) but he could look at himself. And this guy, just so you know, top dog at huge firm, you know, owns part of the company. He's very successful in his career. Um, and, but with himself, he didn't feel that he was, I don't know if it was sexy or just there was any kind of, yeah, worthy. That would, that's a huge one. And so just in that moment, I was just like, wow, okay, that makes everything worth it. And I know it was just a little moment like that, but, um, so that was one example. And then I have guys that like, you know, don't just do a three to six month process. Uh, they either do like a boot camp or they do some like a longer kind of situation where, you know, twice a year we'll go shopping and just kind of re-edit pieces, kind of coach them a little bit if they need. So it's just like a refresher, but yeah, it, it's really, it's really interesting to see them really gain that confidence back. That's just makes everything worth it so that they're just out there killing it. I think a lot of people have an assumption that just because somebody is successful or wealthy, that they also have the confidence that they don't have insecurities, <laughs> that they don't right. have they don't have those psychological I'm not good enough things that so many people have. And that's a really big misconception. In fact, one of the things that drives so many of those successful people is the fact that they do feel insecure and have self-doubt and don't feel worthy. And so they're constantly trying to prove it by doing things like being successful. So, you know, if you are one of those guys and you are successful you know, realize that um, there may be other areas in your life where you could use some help, whether that's sex coaching or that's image consulting, like you've got the resources. If you have needs, just hire somebody to help you with the parts that you don't know. And let's say you're not a particularly wealthy person and you're listening to this and you're thinking, man, those wealthy guys got it all. No, no, they don't. They're struggling with all the same stuff you are. They just have more money than you do. (laughs) Basically. 
we're all human. We all have our insecurities. We all have things that we go through in life that maybe we're not, you know, uh, like you said, we might be great at something, but not this. So, so yeah. let's say, um, before Kevin, you do the ads, uh, Celeste, let's say we have clients or listeners here and they're like, well, I'm not in the wealthy category, but what can I do right now? Maybe like three quick, um, styling tips or something they could take away and be like, okay, to at least get started until they can work with you. <laughs> um, I would say if you're not sure about what the right colors are for you and you're going on a date uh, or just job interview or whatever, stick with your eye color. That's always a great, just mm -hmm. easy, you know, you can, you, you can't go wrong. It'll just draw uh, out your eyes and a little bit more focused. Um, and just make sure your clothes fit well, right? Not too tight, like those skinny jeans, <laughs> not too big. So it's swallowing you up. It's making you look, you know, just make sure that it fits your body type and keep authentic to yourself, right? Really know what your style is. Everybody has a style. So if you don't know what that is, I, I, I'd be glad to help. <laughs> oh, the, the eye color thing is for sure. Now you know I have so many bluish type things in my wardrobe. <laughs> hey, yeah, I'm wearing green today. That's right. This is yeah, green, mm -hmm. green. This isn't blue, but it still complements the eyes. It's close <laughs> enough. <laughs> Good job, Kevin. Um, oh, there was something else you said in that too. It was the eye color. The, the fitting, the fitted oh, clothes. Oh, the fitted clothes part. Yeah. yeah, that is absolutely huge. That makes all the difference in the world. I unfortunately am in this category of people where nothing on a rack actually fits me. Mm. It just doesn't. That's I, so common, though. He's, he's too sexy and too fit. <laughs> well, <the pro> <laughs> That's a big problem the, to have. The problem is mm. I, have, I have the body of, of people in the 1970s, but we're in the 2020s. And, and, and all the clothes they make are just for people with completely different shapes than I have. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> So yeah, I have just, learned. Yeah, ahead. sorry. Just on that note, really, many people are not off the rack. They're all, all the fit models for all the designers constantly change. And so if one, you're like, this was the, this was the brand for me and now it's not the brand. Just know that find the best tailor around you. Invest in a tailor. There you go. Well, so that's that's exactly <laughs> what I've learned. I have mm -hmm. learned to, you know, buy things that are pretty darn close and then okay. it doesn't cost too much to have them just take it in a little bit here or there. And then the other thing I have discovered, and this is a good tip, I think, mm -hmm. for for uh, guys who maybe can't afford to go to the tailor and have all their clothes custom made for them. Um, there is now with technology, there are all of these online tailors where you can literally go and choose all the styles, you give them all your measurements, and they make it and just send it to you. So you got a pair of jeans that got done this way. Yeah, we should yeah. talk about those jeans because... I should have worn them today. I could show you. <laughs> well, but here's the thing. So Kevin is fit. He's got tiny butts, nice legs, but he like can't find pants that really work because he does exercise. So if he wears something too skinny, like it doesn't fit. His caps are too big and all of that. So mm -hmm. finally... He gets these jeans that are custom made and it's a very different fit, but it's like, it shows his butt, shows everything and it goes with boots. And it's like, every time he wears the jeans, I just want to grab him. I want to <laughs> touch him. I've yes. had them for like a year now. And it's like, I still like can't help, but like want to touch, 
want to feel and be right mm -hmm. there. And it changed everything. Like, so his sweaters look different. The shirt, just because now the jeans are perfect. Mm -hmm. And it was a simple yeah. change. It, yeah. And it, and it wasn't actually that expensive either, you know, but it made all the difference in the world. It's worth every penny because you keep grabbing my <laughs> ass. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's why it's so important. Like, especially when you're on a date, wear the clothes that show off your best assets. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, we're going to take a quick break uh, to read an ad, and then we have some more questions for you. <laughs> awesome. All right, so guys, do you know what makes a man great? This is actually so appropriate. You know, the kind of masculine man that women are irresistibly attracted to and want. Is it money, job title, phys his physical body? His fitted clothes, guys. His fitted clothes, <laughs> being great in bed. Is it because he has a big penis or great pickup lines? Hmm. But what if you don't have those or only some of them? What if you've had a string of failed relationships, are embarrassed by your bedroom skills, doubt whether you can rise to the occasion, worry about lasting long enough, or are always stuck in the friend zone? I can help you. So if you are ready to make big changes and finally become the man you've always wanted to be, then this is the program for you. This is my coaching program where I coach men on how to improve their sex, love, and relationships. And you can find out more at selenremy.com forward slash go forward slash warrior. And you know, I think that the areas that I work on and the mm -hmm. areas that Celeste work on would actually make a really great fit. So Celeste, you can get them all dialed in on the looks and the dating and all those details. And then that will get them into the bedroom. And then I'll help them once they get into the bedroom. <laughs> I love it. So I love stories. They're my favorites. Tell us any, do you have any horror stories from those mock dates maybe or <laughs> something? <laughs> Well, what I consider horror stories, maybe not other people would, but um, one mock date, uh, a gentleman that I was, we're on this date and he was, he'd been married for 20 years. So this was very new to him. Uh, he, you know, he was a gentleman, opened the door, but when we actually got our food, he literally shoveled his food in his mouth, like, like he was at a trough. <laughs> and I was like, you're kidding. I mean, there was no conversation. It was just, he ate in like 15 minutes and he just constantly ate. He didn't even put his fork down, not his knife down. And it was just like, and I was, <laughs> to me, that's, that's horrified because I don't know, maybe it's just manners for me. Maybe it's just like, I don't, I don't know. We're here on a date. We're here to talk, like put your food down, maybe take a bite, but down. Like it was just, this, I'm not on a date with an animal. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I just felt like very weird with that one. Well, but that's a good point to bring up, right? Is you kind of made a joke, like I'm not on a date with an animal, right? Which is that like, these are little <laughs> things that guys often don't think about. They don't think yeah. about, oh, yeah, I, I kind of actually looked like I was a horse at the trough who was starving, right? You know? <laughs> and again, you know, like if you're a guy, you're like, oh, great. Now I got to watch the way I eat and I got to slow down and all that stuff. Like you're on a date. Like there's a difference between coming home from the gym and being starving and you just need to eat and you eat real fast. And I'm out on a date at a nice restaurant with somebody having a conversation. They're, they're totally different scenarios. So don't think you have to completely like watch every bite every time you eat. But in certain circumstances, <laughs> that would be a good idea. <laughs> so do you have maybe a top 
top mistakes that people make that you like they should avoid really when it comes to yeah that? I would say I mean I know people get nervous right so maybe people fidget a lot or over talk over speak but I would say I think talking too much mm. is a really big one you know, we really need to like listen to 80%, talk 20, and especially the guys. And I'll say this, the reason why, okay. And I know maybe I'm not trying to be not fair, but women are, let's see, having a really good set of questions, unique questions for her. So you're still engaging, you're still talking, right? You're still getting to know each other. Women like to talk, you know, women like to, Yeah, tell stories. And that's what, that's kind of what we do. And I think it's really paramount for a man to really listen and really listen. Like, I know that like, you know, Oh, she looks hot. Like I'm thinking about getting her home. Like, how can I get her? You know, my, can I kiss her tonight? You know, all these things are probably going through his head. Just relax, have fun and ask some great questions, but listen. Yeah, that's a really good point. We actually had a friend uh, tell us not too long ago, you know, she's dating and she was on a, a couple of dates with the same guy. And one of the things that she said to us was, I know everything about his life and he knows nothing about me. Oh, no. Because he's just talking, 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 constantly talking about himself. And I, I do get it from a guy's point of view, like they're nervous, especially if they're successful, they're, they get excited, they want to share their success, especially you know, a lot of guys realize that women can, can be attracted or turned on by that type of success. And so they want to share a lot of it. But the tip is like, just slow down, do it in little chunks and mm -hmm. make sure that you give them the space to also share. This is basically, you're both supposed to get to know each other, not just one person getting to know the other. Yeah. And it builds mystery, right? If I know everything about you in 10 minutes, why do I want to go on another date with you? Yeah, you're probably not not all that interesting either. If you, if you can tell everybody, if you can tell somebody everything about you in ten minutes, you are not a particularly interesting individual. It's like that a dull too. Life. <laughs> yeah. So, what's the etiquette when you're on a date? Do you mm -hmm. sit next to one another so you get to touch? Do you sit in front, like uh, facing each other, so you get to look at each other's eyes, or do you both sit and like? Look at the sunsets. Like, what's the... Uh, what date are we on? First date? Fifth yeah, date? I, the first date, definitely. You want to look at each other. You really want to see each other. Like, really pay attention and get some good eye contact. That's why wearing what the right colors and wearing the proper attire is going to not... You know, it's not going to distract me. So I'm going to be able to listen to you a little bit more. Now, if we're on date three, date four, we sit next to each other, have a little you know, touching, you know, I mean, obviously if we're on three or four, then this is going well, right? Hopefully we've had a kiss, hopefully. So we're, we're touching each other. Yeah. But first date, definitely sit not too far apart, but just, you know, so you're able to, to engage something that's like maybe a restaurant that's not so loud, or maybe actually I prefer restaurant dates to be date number two. Date number one, I really recommend an adventurous date. So do some, some kind of activity. It doesn't have to be like super adventurous, but do some type of activity. So it breaks the ice a little bit, kind of get to know that person on a different level. And if it goes well, second date should be dinner. 
Yeah, see, this is fantastic advice, guys who are listening and in the dating world. Make sure you're taking notes here. <laughs> yeah, because we, we do see that, right? But people will go out on dates in these like busy, loud restaurants and you can barely have a conversation. You go into some of these places and the music is so loud, you can barely <laughs> hear the waiter. You're like yelling your order and they're standing right in front of you, you know? Yeah, yeah. Not a good way to, to connect and have conversation. Definitely not. <laughs> so if a man realizes that he's not good at this dating thing, okay, mm-hmm. uh, and he's on his own uh, right now, like what was, would your first piece of advice be? Sorry, if he's alone, like, I'm sorry. Well, right, right now, like he's like, okay, I'm on my own. I suck at okay. dating. Okay, okay. What, what do I do? What's the first piece of advice? First piece of advice is to constantly work on yourself, right? There's mm-hmm. some type of level with emotional intelligence, right? The more we learn about ourselves, the better we are to attract who we want to attract in our lives. So maybe sit down and really have a deep, honest conversation with yourself or a best friend or a family member that you can really be honest with and maybe get some advice or feedback or I don't know, kind of like self-reflection is really important because if, and, and also really getting honest and open about who you want to meet, Mm -hmm. right. And really defining that maybe it's as easy as writing it down and What's important, I always say life goals and life values, everything else can be different, right? Hobbies, interests, sports, friends even. But if you have the same life values and life goals with that other person, you're going to be in the right direction. Yeah, I think that clarity about who you want to attract is huge. We work on that with our clients too. And it's like, we have an exercise we, we we take them through and... I always tell them, like, if you don't know what you want, how are you going to attract it? And then sometimes you also really see the gap between who they want and then who they are. And it's like, that woman (laughs) is never going to date this guy. So we're going to do some work so you can become the guy that this particular woman you want can start to look at him. Exactly. You nailed it. (laughs) I'm always amazed at how many guys never really ask that question. Like, so the, the question is, what type of man would you have to be f- to, to get that woman, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm always amazed at how many guys don't ask themselves that question. Like, I mean, if we had to assign numbers and just, you know, to, to create the visualization, it's like they're sitting there at like a four and they're trying to get a 10, you know? And it's like, <laughs> wait a minute, um, you, there's, there's a mismatch here, right? Like, how can you get yourself, all right, maybe not everybody can be a 10, but if you're down at a four, you can probably get yourself to a six or a seven pretty easily just by doing the types of things you help men with, right? So, like, I'm just always amazed they don't ask themselves that question. Like, there's this, this uh, lack of reality in their assessment of where they're at and where they want to be. Yeah, even for me, I still have this big question. Why do guys on that note, right? If you said he thinks he's like, maybe he's a four, but why do men always think they're like an eight or a nine? And I'm just, I know this is bad. This is going to sound terrible. <laughs> and maybe they're a four and a woman that's probably an eight, but she thinks of herself as a four. Oh, there's just yes. This, there's this, men are very more, they're so much more, like overly confident mm-hmm. in who they are 
and we're underconfident. That's it's true. crazy. I, I, I see it over and over and over and over. And it's, I don't know uh, if it's because nobody ever tells the guys really that he's full of shit. <laughs> While women are pretty blunt and kind of too mean, we pretty yeah. much from the day we're born, we're like being told like, don't be too beautiful or this. So we kind of learn those things. Mm-hmm. Well, every guys, they like being propped up, like, be the dude, you know, like. There, there's, there's many potential reasons yeah. for it. There's that. I'm not discounting anything that you said because that's true, a lot of the negative programming that, that women get. But I think, too, that in, in life in general, like, w- women, there's a lot more focus on their beauty mm-hmm. and how they show up where there's a lot less focus on that for men. For men, the mm-hmm. focus is more on like success and financial wealth and that sort of thing. And so, yeah, men is just like, yeah, I'm the shit because I got whatever, you know, look at my <laughs> Rolex, whatever it is, you know. And, and women are like, but she's got better hair than I do. <laughs> <laughs> so we could, both, we could both learn from that, both men and women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> men not to, not to overestimate, women not to underestimate. <laughs> Let's change the programming, right? Yeah. <laughs> so before we get to our last question, Celeste, mm-hmm. um, how can our uh, listeners connect with you? Where can they find more about you? Definitely. Uh, you can find me on my website. It's celestemore.com. And I'm on Instagram at Celeste Moore Image and LinkedIn. I think it's just Celeste Moore. Yeah, Celeste Moore. And also, uh, I do have a podcast that's uh, every other week, and it's called The Down and Dirty Podcast mm. with Celeste Moore. And so, uh, this is a very fun avenue so that we can talk about all that fun stuff like, you know, sex questions or talk about things that maybe in a normal dating coaching session are going to be uncomfortable. So anything that's image related, dating related relationships, it's all, it's all there. All right. Well, the link will be in the description below as well, but Celeste more it is. So Celeste, what is your best sexual talent? Ooh, I like this. I want to say seduction. Mm-hmm. I, I think I've mastered it. <laughs> I don't know. I can't say that. Not with you guys. But um, yeah, I, I, that's probably my favorite, most natural thing that I've learned about myself over the years. So, so Celeste, we're just talking about how women should not underestimate exactly. themselves. Own it. Own it. Ah, You've mastered yes. the art of seduction. <laughs> this is it. Good for you. Yes. That's, hey, that's a great skill to have. That can get you pretty far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. All oh, right. I loved it. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, there you have it, guys. You just got a whole bunch of great advice Even if you don't have the resources or you don't feel that you need to hire somebody like Celeste, you still got great dating advice on what you should do, what you shouldn't do, things that you should look for. And again, if you need help with that, definitely reach out to Celeste. And once you have mastered all of that and the women start showing up in your bed and you need help there, then you need to come looking for Celine and I. (laughs) In fact, you should probably come to us before you get into that bedroom so you don't flop and then lose that person, right? (laughs) So work on it all at the same time. (laughs) All right, everybody. 
Uh, well, first of all, before I say goodbye, I want to thank you, Celeste, for being on the show and sharing all of your advice. Thank you so much for having me. You guys are amazing, and I love what you do. So it was a good combination today. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody, that's all the time we have for this episode, and we will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab Podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>